G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. A new book is about to be launched, telling the story of a journey of resilience, identity and success. Emily Correa tells her story in the book Against All Odds. Emily suffered a stroke back in 2012 and after the gruelling rehabilitation and recovery, she's using her story and her skills to support people with disability. Emily's joining us from her home in the Adelaide Hills in South Australia. Emily, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm truly humbled and honoured to be here. Emily, you've changed your focus from what was before and now you're focusing your life and career supporting and empowering the vulnerable in the community. Uh, It's a major thing that's happened that's come about as a result of that stroke. Absolutely. Um, So in 2012, um, at the age of 37, I had a stroke. Um, They said I would never walk, talk, read or write again. Uh, If you see me now, you would say they were definitely wrong um, because I am running, I am walking, I am swimming, I am doing everything else. And further than that, I am uh, in business. Um, When I was being discharged, so I was on life support for seven days and I was on, um, um, I, I was in ICU for a month and I was in the stroke ward for three months and then into rehabilitation here in Adelaide. Uh, about a year and a half of grueling rehabilitation. And when it was time for me to be discharged to go home, uh, OT had to come to the house to make sure I was being discharged to a, a safe environment. And we had just built this house. It was our first house. Um, and he said we needed to modify almost everything, the bathroom, the kitchen, um, and my husband said, oh, maybe we should just find an accessible house. We rent it. It looks like you're getting better by the day. And when you get better, we can come back home. And there was no accessible house to buy or rent in Adelaide. And that became our dream, that no one with a disability, everyone with a disability should have choice when it comes to housing. Whether you want to buy, whether you want to rent, it should be accessible for you based on your disability. And that's our business now. We are a registered NDIS provider providing housing and support here in Adelaide and in Victoria. So before your stroke, you had no idea that people who suffered with disability or indeed the effects of stroke even had a challenge at all. Uh, But when you had a stroke and after your very, as we said, gruelling rehabilitation and then you're finding somewhere to live and you just can't find anywhere that's accessible and so you turn your attention 
to making a difference so that people yes. who've been through what you've been through, all of these sorts of struggles, and then they are on the other side facing disability, and now you're turning your attention to actually helping those things to become part of the normal way that people will either rent their property or develop their properties. Yes, absolutely. And we're doing that um, with families, in collaboration with families, and we're looking at someone's disability, not just now, but when they're 70 years old, let's say, so they can live, they can age in place, but it should also be stylish, and the furniture in there should also be stylish. People with disabilities in this country, we now know all of them were living in very substandard housing where air conditioning was not even considered, but now they have that choice. The NDIS has brought these changes, and we are so excited about these changes because for the first time, people with disabilities have a choice in everything, which is really amazing. Emily, isn't it amazing the way God captures your imagination <laughs> in the worst of times? And on the other yes. side of that, your whole outlook and your direction is changed. This is your story, isn't it? Because you are a person of a deep faith. You grew up in a Christian home. Give us an impression about your faith and what you went through when you had the stroke and all of the challenges there and where God's leading you now. Um, so <laughs> my, I am a born-again Christian. Um, I was born into a Christian family. I am married to the son of the bishop. So our life revolves around God, His way, His grace. He's been a He is a good God. But when I had the stroke, I was so upset with Him. But then the, every time I went to pray, I kept getting Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and I kept asking Him. You said, "For you know the plan that you have for me. You've declared that. Please show me." And when they started teaching me how to count, and I could count to three, I asked my speech pathologist, I told her, I want to go back to school. I want to finish my MBA. And she said, oh, no, with stroke, there's short-term goals and there's long-term goals. Doing an MBA after a stroke is a long-term goal. So telling me it's impossible, I told God, let's show them who you are. And it truly, truly held me and proved to them that he is the God. He's still in the business of healing. Healed me. I finished an MBA and I did another master's in disability policy and practice just to understand how we were going to do this business to do it the right way so his name can be glorified. So you recognize the needs yes. in yes. accessibility. You yes. feel underqualified without pursuing this study. But then, as you say, uh, you undertook a master's degree uh, in disability yes. policy and practice, and then another yes. master's degree gave you the skills and the confidence to then yes. take a step forward and doing something that will be worthwhile for other people who've suffered disability in the community. That's amazing. Yes, and that's what we wanted. We wanted to do it right. We wanted God to be glorified in it. And honestly, he has been. We now have 200 staff. They all come to work for us. Most of them say we came because we, we've heard that you are a Christian family. We are a Christian family. It's a family business. And it is just blue in itself. This is the first year we are advertising. We've never advertised. A family has spoken to a family that we have helped 
or a support coordinator, I've spoken to another support coordinator. And that's what we want to do is to change the narrative for people with disabilities. Well, it's only a decade since the stroke and you've undertaken that study and you've got 200 staff, you and your husband. Now, you started your business uh, building accessible housing and you became an NDIS provider and now the sky's the limit. Uh, The need is there, isn't it? And that's national. That is national. Tell us about what the need is nationally. How far short... Are governments perhaps <laughs> falling here because uh, uh, the need for accessible housing, how do you describe it? The need for accessible housing nationally, with they cannot, even in the 10 years to come, fill that gap. The gap is so big because we never had accessible housing. Everyone with a disability or aging was living in very substandard housing. But the NDIS has come and they've put $11 billion into accessible housing, into specialist disability accommodation. So it doesn't matter which state you go to, there is none. So that's the, that, this is the, the, the narrative that we want to change. So people with disabilities nationally, it doesn't matter, you can move from state to state, but you should... Find a house that suits your disability. And we're talking people with disability, but you also mentioned people who are ageing. We have an ageing population. So this is one of the biggest growth industries, you might imagine, of uh, providing accessible housing for people who are going to need it over the years ahead. Absolutely. And now I sometimes I sit back and I think this was truly the stroke of luck or God just does things in mysterious ways because when I had the stroke we were so upset how could you do this to us how could you do this to us but now when you flip the coin he was in it all through he needed this to be done because people with disabilities are the voiceless the bible says we must fight for the voiceless and that is what we are doing now for his name who could imagine that God would bring about the situation where you go through a stroke and uh, 18 months, I think you said, of very, very hard rehabilitation. But this was the way that God was going to put the wind in the sails that you have uh, to do something very significant. How do you see his hand right from your earlier years through to the present, how he's picked you up and is using you significantly in this way? The, <laughs> the book Against All Odds actually goes back. It's a memoir and it goes back to my childhood. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing book and I hope everyone who reads will find hope, will find inspiration in it because my life, God has been through. My mom was a stillborn child and then she was raped as a teenager, and that's how I became. And so when that happened, I became shame. Mom became shame. I became shame. And to be in Australia, to be doing this in this country for the opportunities that God has opened for this little girl that was a bastard, is only he could have done it. And it was all for his glory. 
Well, honour to you, Emily, and I know it's not just someone like me recognising your story, but you've also been inducted into the South Australian Women's Honour Roll back in 2015. You're appointed an ambassador for a UN campaign, Be Bold for Change, for International Women's Day. That was back to 2017. But now you've got your story in a book. Listeners will be able to get a hold of it. It's called Against All Odds. Now, there's a website. No doubt listeners can get it if they're Googling it and getting it from online sellers, but no doubt from your website also, againstalloddscomau uh, Emily, yes. what other things are on your website? What will what will listeners see if they visit your website today? And now today they'll be able to pre-order the ebook if you're an ebook uh, reader, or they can order the uh, the paperback. And if you order through the website, you get the book signed for you or for someone you're buying it for. There will also be um, a little story about me, but. As we go on, there will also be events. I'll be going through churches, different churches, to to, to talk about the book and the story and to just magnify God in every way, to show people that He's still in the business of healing. He's still in the business of bringing Esthers in this world. My uh, family and my church in Kenya say I'm the Esther of today because I am in this country with all this that God, only God could have done. Emily, you are an inspiration and your book will have your story. No doubt you've whet the appetites of so many listeners today. Against All Odds is the name of the book. The website is againstalloddscomau Emily Correa, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and heart with us today on 2020. Thank you so much for having me. May God continue to turn his face towards you as you spread the word in this medium. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.